0: Welcome to Taking It Personally, the podcast for heart-led entrepreneurs who have a message to share through their business to positively impact the world. I'm Elle Turner, writer, business mindset mentor, mother, and lifelong learner who wants to show you that when business is personal, that's when it can really make a difference, not only in your life, but in the lives of those around you and in the wider world. I'm on a heart-led mission to harness the power of thought leadership, mindset, and personal growth to help you express your heartfelt, soul-led message with confidence to the world and grow your own impactful business. So whether you're a coach, a consultant, an author, a speaker, or in any other business, if you have a message to share and a positive impact to make, then here's my number one tip. Join me on this podcast every week and let's find out what we can do by taking it personally. Hey there, welcome or welcome back to the podcast where we talk about all things entrepreneurial leadership and mindset so that you can grow your heart-led, impact-driven business and live the life that resonates with you, that's in harmony with you at a heart and soul level. I'm going to get straight into today, folks, because we have a very special episode. We're going to talk about one of the most important activities that we need to undertake in business. We're going to talk about marketing and in particular, seeking out speaking opportunities as a marketing strategy. And I am so excited to welcome our very first guest, Laurie-Anne Murubito. She's an author, business mentor and award-winning speaker, Laurian is a very accomplished business owner who knows from her own experience of the business world that one of the best ways to market your business is through speaking engagements. So I know that you will be very interested and keen as I definitely am to learn more about this subject. And you know, as heart-led, impact-driven entrepreneurs as we talk about round here, having a message to share through business to have a positive impact in the world is what we're all about and Laurian has kindly agreed to come on to the podcast and tell us how we can go about finding speaking opportunities to help us do that. So thank you, Laurie-Anne. Welcome to Taking (laughs) It Personally. Oh, I am so (laughs) delighted that you are my first guest. Welcome, welcome. I'm so
1: honoured to be your first guest, so thank you. (laughs) you.
0: (laughs) Did I miss anything out as part of my introduction in my excitement at having you here? No,
1: but I want to hang around you all day just so that you can keep making me feel good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you would be very, very welcome. I am very excited, like I say, to learn more about speaking as a business marketing strategy and I know there's more to speaking as an entrepreneur than maybe originally springs to mind and I know that you're going to talk about that but first of all how did you come to recognize that speaking is the best way to market your business?
1: By accident. (laughs) Really? It was a complete accident. So first off your audience needs to know they haven't um, ever heard of me before, um, haven't ever seen me before. But I am a reformed, painfully shy girl who couldn't even make eye contact with people. Really, I All right. Accidentally oh. became a professional speaker. So I'll give you the short story. I did eventually like learn how to make eye contact and realize, you know, nobody was going to, you know, hit me or bite me, and the earth <laughs> wasn't going to open up and swallow me yeah. whole by any means. So from there. I am a typical entrepreneur. I was in a corporate job that was just sucking the life out of me, and I just said, I can't do this anymore, fell into coaching. Right. So I was actually with a few other women. Women just network differently. Mm-hmm. And even way back then, when I was in my 20s, like, I just knew this, and so did these other ladies. So we were actually creating an event that would be education and networking. Right. And we were like okay. network in a in a in a wholesome authentic way. So they all kind of turned to me and said, "You do the speaking." I've never <laughs> spoken before. So picture this everybody. My head is going up and down. I'm saying yes and deep down inside I'm like, "What are you doing? You don't, you're not a speaker. You're a shy girl." <laughs> but self-integrity is one of my highest values and because I said I would do it that's all I was focused on yeah was I had to do
0: this. you had to follow through on your word yeah yeah we get that <laughs>
1: um, I turned into the college professor that's what I call it there's three different types of speakers there's a motivational storyteller there's the college professor who just like gives and gives and gives and tons of information. <laughs> and that Sometimes you overwhelm your audience. And then yeah. there's the marketer who gives the audience just enough information and is able to like get them to take the next step. Right. So I turned into the college professor. There was no beginning. Absolutely no beginning. I just started teaching. Just like in college. There was just no intro. Nobody really knew about me. I just taught for 15 minutes. And then it came to a screeching halt. I literally said, okay, I'm done now. (laughs) Yep. And all I wanted to do was to get away from the front of the room because it was a packed standing room only. Right. And I was just like, I'll be in the back of the room if you want to talk to me. Right. And so, you know, kind of like it wasn't, I wasn't that good. People came up to me afterwards and said, so you didn't mention like if you work with clients, if you have a website, how can I learn more? Right.
0: Yeah. And I'm like
1: looking around like, what? Like, (laughs) why? (laughs) Why? (laughs) So, I just thought it was a fluke accident. But the next time I ended up speaking, the exact same thing happened. Right. And I thought, I'm on to something. Now, remember, I had just left my corporate job. So, within three months, I was actually able to replace my corporate income from speaking and taking on clients because they saw me.
0: Yeah, and got to know you.
1: Yes, that know, like, and trust and when you're the speaker in the front of the room, and it doesn't even matter if you're a really good speaker or you're just starting out, you're really viewed as the expert in the room.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So that's kind of how I, that's, that, that's that's my story. That's, that's how, how you I got started.
0: started. That's, that's amazing because I think a lot of us can resonate with being, feeling shy, feeling like we don't want to be seen, feeling like we, you know, I mean, I'm an introvert, definitely, and so it's it's very tiring, really, or the yeah. even the thought of standing up and speaking in front of loads of people. I mean, I can actually feel myself sweating for you and <laughs> are <laughs> telling the story. <laughs> so yeah, so that definitely um, definitely resonates with with me, as I'm sure it does with with a lot of people. So it's there's there's definitely a fear there, isn't there, about putting putting ourselves out there. And what I talk about around here a lot is the mindset that underpins external business activities such as marketing. Um, Because there's there's always a mindset underneath any action that we take, isn't there? Um, And that mindset will either help us or it'll hinder us. And what I do is talk about cultivating and managing and maintaining a mindset that will help us to take action. Now, I know that you're very on board with the importance of mindset. So what would you say to people from a, a mindset perspective who are afraid of pu- public speaking or virtual speaking as it's as becoming increasingly popular nowadays? How would you help them work on developing this supportive mindset underneath?
1: Well, I think we always have choice. Right. We always have a choice on what we want to think, what we want to believe. And if you're starting to feel that I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, like I can't they're not going to hire me. I'm just getting started or I don't have any experience speaking. Well, we have to stop and think like, is that thought pattern actually helping you? Mm -hmm. Is it Mm -hmm. serving us? If the answer is no, then what's a better way to look at this?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
1: you know, like I am ready to speak. I am ready to serve these people. You know, meeting planners want to book me. Want to? They're looking for me. They're looking for my topic and my expertise. And I also think um, there's something that I do. I started doing this a long time ago, and I think that this is a great place to just kind of share this. Is I actually have like a pre-speaking routine. Yes. A pre- okay. those called routine. Like whenever I start to feel that. I'm not good enough because, believe it or not, like like I still get that. Oh dear! Like what? Like what if? Yeah. You know, I still get that. Yeah,
0: because we're we're all human, aren't we? We've all got the. Yeah,
1: unfortunately. Yeah, I
0: know that's not... <laughs> these pesky human brains that we've yeah. all got.
1: <laughs> so my my pre-speaking or pre-event or just like this routine that gets me into a better mindset is music and dancing.
0: Right. Okay.
1: Music and moving around. Um, listening to music like while I'm at the gym um, but if it's just before like I'm getting on um, on a sales call or that I'm going to do a speaking event I literally like there's a couple of songs that I listen to put my earbuds in and I dance around the house I just that's what I do and it gets me in this really amazing energy yeah so that I show up on that sales call so that I show up on that virtual event or even if it's an in-person event so I show up like the person that they want, yeah. The person, like the best, the very best version of me, yeah. And that best version of me is there to serve. Yes, and I'm not questioning my abilities, and I'm not judging myself, and I'm not also comparing myself to others. I'm just like, Lorraine, I'm just staying in my lane, and I'm just doing my best, and I'm here to serve these people.
0: So, you're you're seeing that activity, that mindset work as part of the whole job to serve your people it's incorporated yes. in that job yeah absolutely. absolutely because you're just you're getting you're raising your energy these notches to um be able to serve in the in the way that the people deserve Everything deserve is
1: energy
0: yes yes <laughs> yes indeed
1: you know and and i'll i'll, I'll share with it uh, with your audience right now that, um that they're going to find out that i have a podcast but i actually sure. did this podcast episode on something that i would run audiences through like even in in-person events and I call it this push-up exercise.
0: Right. Okay. You only
1: have to do a few push-ups and you're going to do two sets but this is a really good example to see exactly how powerful our minds are.
0: Oh gosh, you're so not talking I'm, about literal push-ups, are you?
1: I'm talking about literal
0: push-ups. Oh heck, oh dear. Okay. You get to do
1: them on your knees. No one said you have to do them on your toes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I literally have done this. I've actually called volunteers up from the audience. And they will do the push up <laughs> in front of everybody, and they have to repeat after me. The first set, you say negative things. Okay. I'm not good enough. Nobody wants to hear my story. I'm terrible at sales. You only have to do like three. Mm-hmm. Then, I, then I get everybody to rest. Okay, we're going to do those again. I'm fabulous at sales. People want to hear my message. I'm here to serve. You know, you just say the complete opposite, which mm-hmm. is positive. Mm-hmm. And which set is typically harder? And I will ask the participants which set was harder, and they'll always say the first set.
0: The yeah, the ones where they were battling that, with themselves. Know. Yeah, yes,
1: yeah. It is so hard. It become so heavy.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
1: And I had a woman. She was. Um, she attended a an in person workshop that I did, and she, and she had told me, "So, like, oh, I got this new job. I just don't feel confident." In it. And then I gave her this homework to do. About a couple of months later, she emailed me back and said, Lorianne, I did that push-up exercise first thing in the morning and just before I go to bed. Yep. She was what? Like, in 60 seconds, that can make the biggest difference.
0: I think that sounds a wonderful exercise. You might even have encouraged me to try it. I, d- I wasn't Absolutely. sure there was anybody who could encourage me to do push-ups, but here you are. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Let me know how they re- work out for
0: you. I will report back, definitely. <laughs> yeah.
1: it's, it's an easy exercise, and it's just a beautiful, like, physical example of how powerful our thoughts are.
0: Absolutely, because I think sometimes it can it can feel a bit intangible to know to to know that mindset work is actually going to work, and it is actually going to be worth doing and worth treating like the priority activity that i'm always banging on about it being but that's a very tangible way of of actually feeling in your body the difference that it makes
1: so for your audience and everybody who's listening to this if you are ever getting that oh i gotta go do the laundry first before i go do a live before i go do like an ig story before i just get visible like do the push-up exercise fabulous change your mindset yes Just change yes your mindset. see
0: what happens i love that i will i will try that i will report back <laughs> good <laughs> that's fantastic so speaking i was mentioning there i think you were mentioning there as well public speaking and virtual speaking because we've seen over recent times things have changed a lot in mm-hmm. in terms of um what's classed as a speaking opportunity I guess and um, I know you've got an amazing statistic you're going to share share with us in a little minute but I I certainly know from my own perspective when speaking is first mentioned what springs to mind is the big stage and standing with the microphone and having to um look you know be dressed up and look the part and 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 all that look professional yes yes oh like the
1: spotlight on you and that's only one one small version of speaking absolutely
0: absolutely so i'm so i'm learning um because that's certainly that's what what has always sprung sprung to to my mind but and with that has come the the sort of belief that you need to be a name you need to be a big name to be able to get yeah. that sort of gig but i'm learning and that there's more there's more to it isn't there and um, yes. the there are lots of opportunities even for less experienced or less well known little-known business owners yeah Yeah.
1: you know one thing that I like to to say to people you know Tony Robbins and Marie Forleo can't speak at every event that's going on every single day
0: yes true
1: (laughs) you know know, and nor can the organization even afford to have them come in to their small chamber event to their women's you know local conference Mm -hmm. so there are so many opportunities but I do want to also add in here that speaking is more than just stages and zoom Mm-hmm. speaking needs to be redefined it's we're on a podcast yes. when you're when you're doing your solo episode you're speaking
0: yes having
1: a guest here, like uh, this is a form of speaking doing an ig story that's a form of speaking doing any sort of live stream creating video you know mm-hmm. ta- do it. sales calls i think is a form of speaking doesn't mean that you have to speak to a ton of people you can speak to one person
0: yes okay yeah that makes so sense we are all speakers and we are speaking all day
1: long but are you communicating with confidence and are you communicating in a way that gets your message across
0: and that's the that's that's the the nub of the matter isn't it that's the the crux of the 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 difference yeah. between just speaking and marketing um yes. marketing for business and getting so and getting your you message sort, over you,
1: you sort of uh, in the audience a little bit with that stat yes (laughs) I think you're talking about the um in uh 2018 um, MPI meeting professional internationals came out with a statistic that said that there are 7,500 speaking opportunities every single day
0: yes that's the stat that absolutely blew my mind yeah 7,500
1: and that's just in the U.S.
0: right okay
1: you know so You know, a few years ago, I would say divide that by 50 states. Some have more than others, depending on the time of the year. But that on average, that's about 150 opportunities every single day per state. And I live close enough to the Massachusetts state. So I'm like, that means I have 300 opportunities. 300 opportunities. Do I think I could find one or two that might be interested (laughs) in what I have to speak on, that have audiences filled with people that would be interested in listening to me? Yeah, I do. I think so.
0: Yeah, I mean certainly when you when you look at it, you know, in the facts, it it you know it changes perspective, doesn't yes. it? And
1: now that now that the uh, there's this virtual audience and there's the virtual speaker, that actually means that I have seventy five hundred opportunities every single day, mm-hmm. not just three hundred now. And MPI's number really is meetings and conferences. And now we have so much like the virtual world really has opened up and even podcasting you know is really opening up so i think that number is very is is a tiny fraction now of the opportunities that are out there
0: that's just absolutely phenomenal and um as you say that's that's you know stateside the stat that you that you gave us so um you know when we're when we're talking about our ability to through technology to have global reach then the mind just boggles absolutely
1: actually I have a client who is in the London area and she speaks on burnout and you know in the past few years her services were needed more than ever and she just never thought that she would that she could even be a virtual speaker because she really needs to feel the energy Mm -hmm. of the Mm -hmm. audience and she she fell in love with virtual speaking not only was she be able to impact more people, but she gets to stay at home. She can speak right from her home office, yep. and she has learned to engage with the audience in a way that she can feel their energy.
0: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I think we're all we're all learning that uh, energy does transmit through through speech screens right. for for good or for ill. You know, so it's uh, it's a, definitely a changing changing yeah. landscape. So, what would you suggest would be the first step if you were uh, you know unknown unknown and um uh, unknown,
1: never spoken before yes indeed okay i tell people to start with their warm market right so look around at the places that you're already attending what meetings what in-person what virtual meetings are you already attending that you show up regularly and they have a speaker yeah. But networking events, chamber events, um, what yearly or semi-annual conferences do you attend on the regular? What professional trade or associations are you a member of? But Start with these places. These places already know you. They already love you. Chances are there's people there that you're like you're friends with and you just want to open the door. This is my philosophy. It's not walk up to whoever's in charge of booking speakers and say, Hey, I think that you should have me as a speaker. You should book me. I want to just open the door to the conversation. Yeah. Just ask them, you know, like, Hey, I've been a member here for a couple of years. I see that we always bring in speakers, you know, for our conference or for our monthly meetings. What's the process that you have for finding and booking speakers? Just Open the door and have the conversation and they'll tell you, oh, like once a year, like we book all our speakers or we book them month to month and we have a small committee. You'll find out information on how to, they, this particular, whatever organization you're uh, you're uh, approaching goes about finding their speakers.
0: That's so helpful and such a practical tip because I think sometimes it's just formulating the first words or the first sentence for your approach, isn't it, That's that, that sort of stops us. Uh, But once you, when you, when you know how you're going to start, you, you know, you can just take it from there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So again, my philosophy is just, let's just open the door and have a conversation. Because what if somebody says, for example, and a lot of my clients have heard this as well, you know, well, we, you know, like we start planning our conference a year in advance. It's like, oh, okay. So when will, like the next question is, when do you start planning next year's conference?
0: conference? Yeah.
1: They'll tell you. Yeah, oh, we start planning like in November. Fantastic. I will reach out to you in the beginning of November. Yep. Easy.
0: Yeah, you've got your answer and you've taken your first step. Perfect. Perfect. So
1: start definitely start with your warm market first.
0: Yeah. Okay. So if if somebody's ready to, you know, can identify some places in their mind, they think yes, I'm going to I'm going to approach them, but I don't have. I don't have a talk. I don't have something I could, you know, I know what I could talk about, but I don't have something done yet. I don't know how long it should be. I don't know, you know, how to start it. I don't, all the, all the questions. Something tells me you might be the person with all the answers.
1: I kind of do. I kind of do. So we want three things. Your speech needs to be what I call the three Cs, which is compelling, captivating, and most importantly, converting. We don't want you to be the college professor. Mm -hmm. We don't want you to give so much information because the audience won't do anything. We don't want you to be that motivational, like, here's a rah-rah, great story, and there's no call to action. Like The audience is like, okay, I feel good, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. We want to be the marketer. Mm -hmm. As entrepreneurs, as business owners, we want to be the marketer speaker. You're giving really good value, but you're also going to offer the audience, like, here's the next step to deepen the relationship with you. Mm-hmm. Whether that's an opt-in, getting on a call, applying to be in a group program, you know, what's that next step? So that's part of part of what, what yep. my answer yep. for you. Fantastic. So, well, we also, we You know in order to get booked again and again and again and also to convert the audience you want to be really good on the platform so we want to make sure that besides the three c's that your audience remembers you your audience raves about you and they refer you because not everybody who's in the audience is going to be a great client for you but they'll know people who they can refer to. Oh, I heard this speaker on nutrition at this particular meeting. You're looking for somebody like you you should hook up with this. We're like, here you go.
0: Absolutely. We also have to
1: remember that everybody who's in our audience, these are pre-qualified leads. These are people that said yes to listening to you. Yes to attending the event. Yes to spending money on a ticket. Unlike social media content where you hope the right people read your content, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, people who are in your audience spent something, time, energy, and money to be there.
0: They've put their hand up to be interested in the topic that you're going to be talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Another
1: reason why I just love speaking. It's like, it's very efficient and it's almost like a group sales call.
0: Right. Yes.
1: Yeah. So as far as the, I don't have a speech. Well, that's one of the things that I definitely work with my clients on. But if you find yourself in a jam, this is what I tell people. Um, What are the common questions that people ask you Mm -hmm. about your profession, about your specialty? You can build a talk around commonly asked questions.
0: Yep, fabulous. Yeah, that's a start. Yep, yep. And and you know because it's your your area and it's the questions you're always asked, you know the answers before (laughs) you know. You're not sitting down with a blank page thinking what what on earth do I talk about. You know. Mm-hmm. It's your subject. Yeah, yeah, fantastic.
1: Yeah. yeah, wonderful. Yeah, it just it's about like just getting started. I mean, one of the things that I teach my clients and I'll tell your audience, it is your, we have this beginning frame, time frame. like it's to grab the audience's attention. Mm-hmm. Now that I've got their attention, why should I be listening to you? So I call that the authority section. Mm-hmm. So you need to explain to the audience, why you can teach on this particular topic, so that the audience can t- continues to listen. Mm-hmm. So then you've got like, basically the value section. That's what I call it, the value section of your presentation, where you're teaching something, you're giving great value. But at the same time, you want to be handling and addressing the objections that your audience is thinking or feeling consciously or subconsciously. Yeah, that's how, this is my secret sauce. This is how we convert an audience. Yeah. yeah. And you have your close and your call to action. So whether you're speaking for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 45 minutes, 60 minutes, that's basically the framework of a speech, of a presentation.
0: Right. So you work to that structure for all, all your... All your presentations? Yes.
1: Or? Yes. yes. Since I, I, this was, this is a process and this is the structure that I came up with yeah. years ago because I used to be a professional speaker. You know, once I fell into speaking, I ended up becoming a speaker in the leadership and corporate engagement um, area. So so speaking, you know, like was also my career yeah. for a very long time. So,
0: so, so once you decided to leave the shy gal behind, you really did. You went for it. Yeah, I, I I went all in. That is epic. We love that. (laughs) That's excellent. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us today. Thank you for joining me. Thank you on behalf of everybody who listens to Taking It Personally for so generously sharing all this knowledge with us. I'm so excited. I'm definitely going to listen to it again. I'm very appreciative. Learned such a lot from you. How can people get in touch with you how can they find you online get in touch with you find out about your programs how to work with you
1: so one of the best ways to keep learning from me is over on my podcast which is be in demand with Ann. my website is speakandstandout.com and i'm also i hang out on linkedin and also instagram so on linkedin it's Lauriane mirabito and over on instagram it is lorieanne.mirabito
0: and fantastic just, so we can I find you just, on all the places yeah, i want to
1: encourage everybody just get started yes just get started you have a message the world needs to hear it and you have a story that's worth sharing
0: thank you Lauriane. that's a wonderful note to to end end it on but just before we go can I ask you from from our perspective here what we talk about here is building the business owner that's our main our main focus here my philosophy is that business is personal and that you need to build the business owner to build the business so what do you do to build yourself as a business owner you've already spoken a little bit about music and dancing getting you into the energy and uh, helping you You know cultivate and manage your supportive mindset but what do you have other go-to activities that help you manage your mindset and hone your skills as the leader of your business
1: i would say two things one is constantly growing and learning so i like to read something that's empowering or learn something each day and i would also add to that quiet time yes 10 minutes of quiet time just to quiet down my brain because I want to control my brain and my thoughts. And if I'm constantly like picking up my phone to check my email, listening to the news, I mean, it's really easy to fall into this path of the external world is impacting me, is affecting my thoughts. So that quiet time really helps me really listen to what I want.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's amazing what can come through during, you know, when you give yourself that headspace. It's not, um, it's, not the, it's not the sort of taking time away when you should be working that it sometimes feels like. It, there's, it's actually more beneficial than keeping ploughing on in, in so many instances. So I love that you've said that. Thank you so much again for joining us. This has been wonderful and thank you you to everybody listening and I will see you again on next week's podcast until then, bye for now thank you for taking it personally and spending this time with me to talk all things business mindset and entrepreneurial leadership I so appreciate your desire to have this conversation and join me on my truly heart-led mission I believe in you I'm rooting for you and your success always. So join me next time to talk about what we can do by taking it personally.